Welcome to Revival in Jesus' Way. Revival can happen now when you follow the way of the Master in all aspects, making disciples in His way, reasoning for truth in His way, and walking in the power of the Holy Spirit as He did. We encourage you to dream big for God's kingdom. I'm your host, Tim Cahoe. And I am Ying Yan Xu. We are at episode 18, Foundation 7 Test Love Through the Lens of True Love Formulation. Let's together explore God's attributes. So in order to get to this point, we've looked at God's existence, the evidence for God's existence. We also looked at the evidence for Scripture's reliability or the trustworthiness that Scripture is really God's word. So when we put these things together, we start to get a picture of who God is. From the philosophic kind of explanation from our first couple of episodes, we looked at one of the arguments we looked at was the moral argument. And the moral argument looks at good and evil in our experience and we can see that a few things from it, that it's higher than us, that it has authority over us, and that it's defined. So certain things really are good. Certain things really are evil. And in order for there to be this kind of moral law, there's a moral law giver behind it. The creator of the universe, the one who made us, actually made these this morality in us. And it also tells us that part of his character is to be good. That it's not just an arbitrary thing, but it's something objective, something that really matters. And so um, it's something that is defined in God's character, God being good, which is why it's it's basically just better to be good than evil, that there's a desire to be good. And so this gives us an evidence about God's internal goodness. But what's the meaning when people say God is love, God is good? Um, we hear it so often, and then we think it, it's so simple. Everybody knows a, a two-year-old should be taught in a Christian family that um, Jesus loves me. So it just love is so, it's kind of like it's everywhere. People use this word every day. So so why should we make an episode to talk about it? Mm, yeah, and part of when we get into, we get to God is love, because naturally from goodness, Love is part of that. It's a central part of being good is being loving. You know, we this is, yeah, like you said, this is something really obvious that, you know, God is love. But then we need to be able to define love. Like what really is love? And that's what we're going to take a look into. And this will also help us to really uh, dig into who is God when we really look at love. Um, one of the verses where God really describes what he is like gives like a, a quick, full explanation of himself is in Exodus chapter 34, verses 6 and 7. And for this verse, God has basically asked God, or Moses has basically asked God to show him his glory. And so it, Exodus 34, verses 6 and 7 says, The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving inquity and transgression and sin, but will by no means clear the guilty, visiting iniquity on the fathers of the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. So we see um, from this both the justice of God 
that he doesn't let sin go by. He doesn't let iniquity pass through without real punishment. But also we see the love of God, that this steadfast love and faithfulness is something that abounds from him. And it says slow to anger. It never, it never say God is a God without emotion and without negative emotion. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, God has anger and God is both, he is full of love. He has anger. He has those emotions and he is just. So we see this making up his uh his goodness. And so let's take a deeper look into what this love part of the equation looks like. So um, we're going to talk about the definition of love, about what is true love biblically. We're going to talk about some cliches or some wrong thinking about love for, to, that we see today. And then we're going to run uh, this true love against some of those cliches and some of the common modern day misunderstandings of love. And one part before um one point before we study this is I'm thinking of this is a a, a concept a truth a part of the truth we learn so that when we uh, lead Bible study actually uh, especially new Christians why they need to learn uh, again what does it mean God is love what is real biblical love is we can actually actively actively take some questions to to ask like just the first we read we can ask like hey it talks about that god is slow to anger but god will anger will be angry and then it also talks about that god will not just let those iniquity and transgressions go mm. and even visited the, the um iniquity of the fathers on the children and children's children mm. then how do you understand god's love so the purpose to um, there are many verses you can ask those questions is to really uh, kind of fish out what they're thinking about uh, the biblical love or the true love should be um, uh, their real thinking. And then what is the real truth? Mm. You know, like many people, they already have a cultural understanding of something. And if you don't ask those questions when you lead the Bible study, um, uh, it just it just people wouldn't understand it the first in the in the right way because they have those um, culturally understanding when they when when they read Bible mm. and usually people don't like well I mean some people don't like to ask questions right so you need to ask them. Mm, that's a good point, and then I think it's good, um, like you pointed out, we shouldn't compartmentalize who God is too. In this verse, God is saying He's. He has this steadfast and faithful love at the same time when he's saying he visits, he forgives iniquity and transgression of sin, but then he will by no means clear the guilty. He's saying all those things together and they're part of one another. Like love, it isn't kind of like God is loving and then he's also just and he's also going to see uh, sins uh, punished for the in the right way. It's they're together they're all part of who he is and they all and his love doesn't like stop at some point and then his wrath or justice starts his justice and his love are all part of one another like he's truly loving because he's truly just and he's truly just because he's completely loving mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so okay so let's um go back look at the passage of first corinthians 13 from verse 4 to 8 to have a look at um, 
we cannot see the the definition of love, but then it's pretty descriptive. Talk about what is love. So let's look at those first、uh, one by one to try to understand God's love. And we highly encourage yourself to maybe in your quiet time, like meditate those verses to to really to taste and to to think what what God's love looks like. Hmm. Hmm. That's right. Yeah. So we see different elements of what this 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 love of God looks like when we look in First Corinthians. Chapter thirteen. First, it says、uh, love is patient and long or long suffering. That love is kind. Love does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud or arrogant. It's not self-seeking or easily angered. It doesn't keep a record of wrongs. It does not delight in evil, but only rejoices with the truth.、Um, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes. Always perseveres, and love never ends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about those attributes, those、uh, descriptive words of love,、um, I want you to think of some examples in your life, or you can think about how you love others, and to、um, compare about this because it, it is something practical. It is something we should、uh, find out from. Real life. I mean, find out from your real life to see if there is a gap or if there is a difference. So, love is love is patient. Love is kind. Yeah, love is it. It's um something that it it has that. I mean, this is probably one of the things that is one of the easiest in our culture. Is we all believe that love should be kind to the other person. Love should have that general kind of、um, goodness. Towards the other person, like an open hand towards the other person.、Um, there's this goodness towards them, like wanting to wanting their best and treating them kind of with a with a kind-hearted way of being.、Mm -hmm. And love is patient.、Uh, and some translations say love is long-suffering. Why is that? Because、uh, love is a very Love should be a very stable thing. It connected to your decision, and it connected to your will. That so you you make a decision to love. So it's pretty consistent.、Uh, think about in the Old Testament how God treated、uh, Israel. It's not like Israel.、Uh, some people do something, and God immediately say, "Oh wow, how can you how can you do that?"、Uh, I re I regret. You know, you you need to be immediately、uh, punished. Those actually、mm. got away, even for、um, some really pretty evil tribes of people.、Uh, I mean, Canaanites, not not Israel, other other people. To every country, actually, God watch and try to hold you back from evil and. And be patient,、mm. and that patient can go through hundreds of years to you know to 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 have the good hope and have the to、um, drive you back. But then in that process, actually, God suffers. God suffers. It it takes self control. It takes like、uh, you you have that anger. You have that disappointment because you see people you love. Do evil things to hurt the relationship and harm themselves, and that that's what basically a big part of Old Testament actually in their history, right? So it it has the part of consistency and against your、um, 
your feelings and desires. So it doesn't mean like you do not aware those disappointment and the sad feeling, but then you control yourself.、Mm. That that's the part of the love. Yeah, and I think about、um, later on in the verse where it talks about bearing, and then it talks about hope, and how both of those are really tied to God's patience. Like they make it up that He's willing to bear with some evil, with the things that, with the kind of working out towards the good. He's willing to bear with us through the 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 things that we do that are not really right in front of His eyes. He's willing to bear with that. In a hope that we would be restored, that we would be able to live with Him and be righteous, and He has that hope, you know, that end hope that really humanity will be restored one day. You know, in God's、mm-hmm. mind, there's no question that we will be、um, as He's working through with us, and so that hope actually is is part of how He perseveres. That He has a hope. And that's that's so big in love, and I think that's really forgotten a lot today.、Mm-hmm. Is this connectedness to the end、mm-hmm. of really seeing that person whole, and、mm-hmm. seeing that person righteous and just and full, and then really bearing in order to see that final result.、Mm-hmm. And and then think about、um, love is kind. Earlier you mentioned that this is most popular in the, one of the most popular slogan in the culture. But then I see actually、um, behind the same slogan, "Love is kind, be kind." We see many,、um, you know, many、uh, home de- de- decoration put like "be kind," right? But the the different thing about that kind of love in the culture is they encourage you actually.、Um, if I can speak it. Plainly out, actually, it's like really other people's opinion is none of your business. Just be kind to others.、Uh, what, whatever kind of a choice other people make, all that it has nothing to do with you. So be kind. But when we have a closer look, we, we think,、um, is that what God was doing? Ha- has been doing to either individuals or countries? That's not what God did. God has been perfectly. Aware of what is happening in that person's behavior or in in that person's、um, inside heart, what they think, right? So God aware, and He has good intention for you to to change for for good. So from this lens, when we understand、um, God is kind,、uh, love is kind,、um, is that you do care. You you do realize something you do not agree. You do know someone's opinion are wrong, or someone make a not so good choice. But then you try to be careful how you express yourself, how you treat others for the purpose, for the goal of love.、Mm. So right, that's that. I mean, that's so rich. That、mm. so have different layers. I mean, yeah, I think it's yeah, that's really good to think about. To, yeah, the、um, yeah that God's kindness towards us is really His His goodness towards us. His His、um, His desire for for us really. His desire that that we would be whole. You know, His selflessness in a way is another word for kindness. You know, the the selfless kind of desire for the other person. And that you know that really you can see how that makes up God's love, because you know God is bearing with Israel, like we see in you know in the Bible. God 
bears with us. And, you know, there's this kindness, there's this desire for our good that makes up that, you know, that is like in the DNA of God's love. Mm -hmm. And then love does not envy, love does not boast, and love does not proud. Mm. Let's talk about those three phrases. This is kind of like the negative side of the of um these verses and it's you know love doesn't have this love is it doesn't have this quality of kind of always looking to other people to see how it can um get over on people in a way like it's something in itself is i feel like the the picture here it's something like the god's love for us isn't something that's like looking at us and hoping we don't do too well so that we wouldn't do better than him you know, mm-hmm. it's not it's not trying to, you know, assert himself over us. God just is good. He is the most perfect being. He doesn't need to assert that. So in his love, there isn't this element of trying to watch other people like out the side of his eye, in a way, as people say, like to see if um, how well we're doing and kind of push us down a little bit. You know, that's not, for instance, people might say, sometimes people, atheists try to come against the Tower of Babel or something, and they try to say, oh, well, God just didn't want people to do too well, mm-hmm. you know, just knock people down. That's what that story says. But that's not. It's really God's end hope for people to really be righteous. Mm-hmm. And anytime that end hope is not really going to be worked towards with what humanity is doing, God does knock them down. God Let's does knock about, us down. Have you ever envied about someone? I think I did in in different stages. I think before I maybe can envy women who are scientists, maybe. I don't mm. know. But really, that's that's the same. And then uh, love, think about real love is you really want the best for that person. You sincerely, you're happy. Mm. Um, the, the other person get the benefits. And then love and envy, they cannot co-live together. And I and I need to specifically ask God, like, hey God, I envy this lady. Think about it. usually it's interesting that usually um you envy uh someone who's a little bit similar to you, right? And when you have that soul feeling, um it's it's serious because mm. in that area love cannot um possess you, so to speak. Mm. God's real love cannot possess you, so so pray and confess to God and ask Him to um, transform me. And I have the experience that that um, after I uh, sincerely, seriously pray about some part, gradually my attitude towards a certain lady uh, changes. I mean, in my heart, I can, I can, I can feel it. I can know. So, so, so we say like envy is the kind of the soul feeling when other people get more or get mm. ahead. Uh, it gets ahead of you, mm. um, and and you 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 want that, and also related to like your own heart is not um, uh, filled with God's love mm. because God wants the best for you. So why your eyes look at what other people get? Because you should be filled with God's love for you, God's purpose, and God's love for your life. Mm. That's right. Yeah. And I think about, so when I think about proudness or boasting, actually, I think this is something really common in the military, especially as people make, yeah, especially as people make rank or as they become more savvy in their particular field. um, There's this point of really wanting to, you almost uh, catch people like 
when when new people come in, it's almost like they're happy about getting to tell talk to someone who doesn't really know as much as them. You know, you, you you've gotten that feeling, and I've found myself kind of falling into it sometimes. You have to stop yourself, but there's kind of this um, boasting feeling, this feeling good about where you've gotten, wanting to put other people down in order to feel better about yourself. You know, it's a it's a feeling of of kind of feeling good about where you're at. And and just for its own sake and not really in order to help others, because, I mean, whenever you get a higher position, actually, it's a perfect opportunity to be able to lift up other people, you know, to really be able to do good to others. And that's what God does with his position. Actually, we see that like through the cross, actually, we see that God like used the, the fullness of his power, like resurrecting Jesus and you know, this uh, and the fullness of his love, the fullness of his passion, he used like the height of himself in order to actually reach out to us. Like there's not like some part of God that he just keeps to himself. And I think that's what boasting or pride is a lot of times is we want to keep something to ourselves. You know, we want to have a career that looks better than other people's because we want to say, see, I have this thing that you can't touch. But then actually real love, it whenever it has something that the other person doesn't, it shares, actually. It has this heart to really use that to help the other person, to build them up. It's reaching out. And that's what God's love does. It's He has the, all the power and might. You know, he's almighty. But he uses that might and that power to really um, reach into our lives as much as possible to see us become righteous. Actually, the more one thing you see in Scripture and you see, I think we see as you, we walk with God that I've seen is that God will use more and more of his power in your life as you, as we open our hearts to him and we allow him to work through us. Actually, God is more than willing mm-hmm. to share all of himself with us, mm-hmm. the Scripture says. Um, but we have to open our hearts you know, in return to him in order to see that power working through us. Mm-hmm. And think about, um, and you may see when we discuss about those verses, uh, we uh, get into like spe- those specific words. Actually, that's how we um, study Bible. Mm-hmm. So when, when we, we usually read it, and then we go back to meditate. When we meditate, we really try to kind of in our mind, quietly ask God some questions like, like God, what is kind? What is patient? help me so we pray to the holy spirit that that he can help us and we also actively thinking you know what is envy when would people envy um you know what what is the root behind that why it's opposite from love you know just many of those Mm. mini questions like really help us to unpack what what is in bible and then in the end we ask god like how can we change Please help us to change. That's a, uh, I mean, that's a very simple, like, daily Bible reading habit that we just carry through it for many, many years. And then we, um, uh, we write it down every day. Mm. And it's really, we have many, like many books of that. So, so um, just, just try to share like how, how uh, rich and interesting to read Bible. Okay. Yeah. So. So, so like a boast is, um, to my understanding, is people have insecurity. And so because boast is like to puff up, 
Whether something you have, but then you feel the need you need to repeat it again and again and let many people know, or or talk it a little bit over,、um, or something you don't have, you mask off and you say you have that. Like to me, that's like boasting. But then, really, that's because inside we don't really have the security of the real love, and our inside has not been conquered by love. Um, proud, so kind of like put down others, almost kind of like this. This three thing, three are、uh, like envy, boast, proud have something in、uh, common there,、mm. right? Not all is kind of like stem from not so sure about real love. Like you don't have the real thing there. So it is. Let's go on. It says it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. Mm-hmm. Um, it keeps no record of wrongs.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I think the not self-seeking is easy to understand. That's kind of what what all these attributes are pushing towards. It's seeking for the other person's good first, and not seeking for for our own our own benefit as much as we are seeking for the other person's. Or even like Jesus said, "You know, love others as you."、Um, would be loved. So, like, there's this attitude of in love, it's seeking the other person's good as much as you seek your own good. Or I think in Philippians, where Paul said not to seek after your own good, but to seek after the good of others. You know, there's this attitude deep in love that means you seek after the other person just as much as you would seek after yourself. Like that's where we want to get.、Um, not easily angered, not keeping a, a record of wrongs, like. These are also, I think, kind of related, like we said with the other three, where、um, we we don't have that kind of level of pride or that level of like our own self image that we need to we need to like constantly be marking things down, constantly holding grudges or like considering who's my enemy, who's this. But instead, we actually have just a an attitude that constantly is looking to love. I guess it's looking to to do good. To the other person, it's not trying to. It's not trying to figure out who can I just not have to love, but actually, it has this attitude towards how can I really, you know, fulfill again. We talk about that hope and that bearing, you know, like how can I really see the hope for this other person to really become more and more righteous? Not kind of like, oh, well, now this person hurt me, and I'm just completely against them.、Um, there's this element of really.、Um, Kind of sticking with the the wanting to see the good in that other person with that patience and not kind of trying to suddenly turn around and and just、uh, be against that person. I guess it's like kind of like the opposite. The other side of the patience is if you are not being patient, then you will be easily angered and against that person, or you will just begin to count how much you, you know you have to be against that person, how bad they are. Mm-hmm. And like what you said, when someone's heart is filled with the、um, the big picture of that person can grow and can be more and more righteous, and God's work is on this person. If our main heart is like this,、um, it's more difficult for us to be angered.、Mm-hmm. So just just like just like in our daily life, like、uh, when my heart is not right, it's like. I can find myself very eas- easily to to be angered, especially as detailed as I am.、Uh, it's, it's really easy, like、um, 
the the bowl get greasy again, uh, soup gets spilled or whatever, and then floor get dirty, you know, and all that. But then, really, when I recall, whenever I was in that kind of、uh, mode, then I cannot say that in my heart I was filled with the joy of seeing my husband. It's a godly man, and God's work is on on you, and all those so important things, like so very important things, um, you know. But then get so like that's the most important thing, and that can overturn the love and joy and all those things in me. So I will choose to be, ah,、uh, angry,、mm-hmm. you know. So、mm-hmm. good, yeah. So. Um, let's look at the last couple. It says, "Love does not delight in evil, but only rejoices in the truth. And love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And love never fails. Love does not delight in evil. This is so important, and this is another aspect I think that's often neglected today. But you really see it very strongly in God's、aspect. love. Get neglected. Yeah, it's like love does not delight in evil." But rejoices with the truth, and this is really, and also that picture of a hope. There's like a real hope of the righteousness or the fulfillment of that other person to really be a joyful, Christ-like, godly person. Like、um, this, this picture, like it, it, you have to know right from wrong. You have to be able to really watch and judge the other person、mm-hmm. in order to really be able to live out this aspect. When you see the other person doing evil. When you see them doing evil, and with a real knowledge of what, because evil means against God,、mm-hmm. evil means against joy. Even evil means you're living in a way that does not is not like for human fulfillment in a way,、mm-hmm. like the real kind of fulfillment in God. But like, people always use this contradict with each other.、Uh, say like、um, we explain some truths or something with someone, and then. Uh, sometimes a third person will jump out to say,、uh, "But you should also have more love."、Mm. It's almost like you can say some truths and you need to cover up with some love, but then that love is not this like biblical sense of love we talk about.、Mm. So, so kind of the love is the 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 culturally said love is tolerance.、Mm. So,、um, you 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 should be. A, Uh, a while for whatever you say is right. That's so good. You're so good. After a while, and then kind of say something, stabbing the hard truths,、um, and and then cover up with many of those things. But then, then that's when you act act、uh, carry out that love. Actually,、um, there is no truth. So so to speak, that's not the real kind of love.、Mm, yeah, yeah, that's right. And th- this. This kind of like you don't judge and、um, those kind of things that is brought into love is it really takes away from being able to really help the other person, you know. And that's our main desire in love is is really to be good to you know. Out of all we want to do for the other person, we want to really be good to them. But actually, this kind of attitude of oh, just tolerate evil, just ignore it, just let the other person be who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, really ignores that and tolerates the wrong understanding of of theology of Bible, and that's、mm. that's that's just that's just not love.、Mm. So, really, by this by this standard,、um, do you know actually that very few people in your Bible study group 
uh, may love you. Very, uh, I mean, not me. Uh, very few people in your growth group or small group actually don't have this love to you mm. and uh, vice versa, maybe. And then if you, you lead a small group, think about it, that do you have this love for the member of your group? Mm. Um, because all, all those love traits that Paul wrote to the Corinthian people, he expected God's people to get it. No matter how crazy at that time Corinthian church uh, might look like, um, that's God's love. Mm. And also I can see in my script, I said, do you know actually in most of the pity parties, especially ladies have, nobody really loves you because the kind of the love is just the, the love, uh, love is tolerant, that kind of love. It's mm -hmm. not love, the real love, the biblical love, God's love with truth, because God's love must have truth. We never see in the Bible again that God put put away truth for a while and just to love you, the kind of the culturally love, mm. modern culturally love, like just to love you and to woo you, not compromise the truth. Mm. You know, it's that that's just not in God's agenda. That just never. Yeah, I think in, in especially for us, for people, <sighs> a lot of times what we do is like the more sad we see someone, the more we compromise the truth for that mm -hmm. person. But then God isn't that way. He He never delights with evil. He never delights with the wrong but thing. We fight that for several years. We mm. we repent and we um we give that up. Uh, in in general, right? If we um, if we do that again, we really repent to God. I mean, when we see sad people or or people whatever play victim, and we just compromise God's truth. I mean, we did that before. I know it's mm -hmm. a hard tendency, and then because when you ex exit the biblical love, oftentimes you you blame to be someone who is cruel and mm. you know and um i don't know holier than thou bad mm. people you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but um but we just decide the most important thing is to please god mm -hmm. we we just to live this life and then yeah we finish we go with god and right? at the same time <laughs> it doesn't mean you can't be comforting to the other person if they really are sad and maybe there really is some part of guilt on their own but it means that we don't we don't like compromise the truth and begin to say what's wrong is right and what's right is wrong just because someone else is sad. You know, we stick to the truth and then we help other people through the situations they're going through, but we don't violate this central principle actually to love. Because once you violate it once, and I think we've seen this and it's part mm -hmm. of how we've learned from it, is once you violate it once at some point, then from then on, it's very hard what, to go what back. What do you do? Even though with the same people, we think, okay, wait until he feels better. Then what do you do? You go back to him to say like, hey, at that time, we lied to you. And that's not the biblical truth. Uh, we just want you to feel better. Now is the truth. Mm -hmm. yeah. We wouldn't, right? We, we Then we need to repent to God and repent to that person. Actually think about all the, the, the whole story play out. Yeah. And when you mention the word um, comfort, um, as recently we have been reading uh, Isaiah and Jeremiah. And um, in those two books, um, 
in God's own word, he used comfort, comfort uh, mm -hmm. lots of times, right? Uh, you can see each time God comfort them, he did not lie, mm. right? When when they comfort them is to let them know the truth and let them have the hope and everything is the reality and then to strength, strengthen them, to mm. prepare them. It's not the pity party kind of comfort. Like, mm. oh, it's okay, everything's fine. Uh, actually, the sin is not sin and I'm not, I, I, I'm not real, a real righteous God. You, mm. know? you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. You, you were completely right, even yeah. if someone did some you know, bad things Yeah. to get themselves to that place. Like, that's completely silly, right? Yeah. So I think we make ourselves. Yeah. Clear. So <laughs> love, love is, yeah, the, so it endures all things, protects all things, trusts all things, hopes all things. I love this part of the verse about just how enduring you just get the picture of love is something that's very strong and very long lasting. You know, it's something that it can be, it can roll through many um, cuts and bruises. It can roll through many betrayals. And those things, it can roll through many things because it's dedicated to the other person. And, I, you know, we say, I've said it a few times now, but this is another thing that's really lacking in love today. Because we have this kind of um, contract picture of love where it's like, oh, well, I'll commit you to you. I'll commit to you as long as you don't do this, this and this to me. Like as long as you allow me to have my career, as long like we watched in a show recently, it's kind of like that. Like as long as you accept me for who I am, as long as you and we start to we have such a long list nowadays. But then real love, God's love is really connected into this. I am going to love you. And it has the real hope of real righteousness for the other person. And it, it, it has this desire to really see see truth come out, righteousness come out. But then it's not this thing that's kind of like, well, I'm going to stop loving you in this case. Well, I'm going to stop loving you in this case. Like God doesn't do that. God is like, okay, you did this. Let's continue to work together because I want to see you be this. Oh, you did this? Um, you know, the example I thought of is with Hosea the prophet. And, you know, a lot of times what God does to the prophets, right, is he tries to show some aspect of his love for Israel through a real person. And so Hosea, actually, he told him to marry a prostitute, and that represented the relationship between him and Israel. And every time the prostitute would go out and be a prostitute in those things, he told Hosea, you know, go and grab her from the streets and bring her back and, and treat her well in those things. And it represented his relationship to Israel because God was saying, I'm committed 100%, and you keep doing these evil things, and I keep committing myself to you. But that's the real picture of love. It's this strong, firm commitment that really has that strong hope of the other person um, being all that they really can be and a, a pointing towards godliness. Okay, in my old draft, actually, I wrote, I think the biblical love, I tried to write it, write it down in my own words, the definition. I think God is love. And love is the loving actions towards others for their greatest benefits mm. in eternity and based on facts and truths and motivated from one's will to love and not due to mutual favor and willing to suffer long term 
in a sacrificial way, maybe for this cops.、Mm. It's really long, but I think it's worth it. It, it、um, kind of summarizes most of the po-、uh, points we. Uh, we mentioned.、Mm, yeah, so I want to move on to discuss a few major kind of wrong ways of thinking about love that we've talked about before、um, in previous yeah, conversations. Yeah, each one is very popular, and we can、uh, talk about <laughs> it. So we mentioned the view of tolerance nowadays. Tolerance, and actually, it's not real, really. De- it's not really a, a, a dictionary definition of tolerance, but it's a a kind of to- thing that we call tolerance nowadays. Which is supposedly love, and that's kind of like if I was to find it, like it's um, what you know, whatever you do, you know, what no matter what do you do, whatever you want to do, and I'll call it good. It's kind of like that, basically.、Mm-hmm. I'm going to call whatever thing, you do good. Your own choice, your own opinion. Yeah, and I'm not going to say that you're evil. I'm not going to say that you're wrong. Like that's where the supposed love comes in, is that you're not calling another person wrong. You know, you're not pointing out another person's faults. You're just supporting, quote unquote, supporting that other person. Although, you know, where the actual support comes in is questionable because a lot of times it's just okay. What is your main thing? Maybe I will. I will just not call that evil. You just you just have the right to do whatever、mm-hmm. you want. You know. That that's kind of like how I would define the modern tolerance.、Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? So, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think that it's、uh, one of the the major thing that I see is is really evil about this tolerance is it's really it separates people. You know, love is supposed to be this thing that reaches out to another person, that bears with another person, that rolls with and can see the evil when there's evil there, but continues to bear. Actually, with tolerance, there's never bearing with another person. Because every time a point that comes that you might really need to bear with the other person and try to see them through to really help them be right again,、um, you just say, "Oh well, no, actually that's fine." Oh no, you want to, you know, do this or that, even if it's even if in my mind I know that's terrible for you. Just oh no, whatever, you know, as long as that's your thing, as long as that's what you want to do. You do it, and it's kind of like this disconnect from the other person. Really,、mm-hmm. it's like I don't really I, care. I see you really get aggravated when you talk about this、uh, this slogan. So let's be fair to say something、uh, good about it. Like、uh, why it first、uh, comes out,、uh, whether this um, um, this love definition, this slogan match with any、uh, traits of true love. Mm-hmm. Because there there must be a reason that people do that. So so one of the reason I think of is because、um, they want to create this harmony.、Mm-hmm. They wanted this relationship can go on.、Mm-hmm. So tolerant, then we wouldn't have debate, argument,、um, split,、uh, disagreement. Right. Right. So so I felt like that's one of the root. People have that.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people kind of would argue and say, see, over the years with. Religion or politics or this or that or just people's sex or people's life choices.、Um, people have been divided because of those things, and、mm-hmm. maybe people get kicked out of their home or this or that. So tolerance is supposed to this modern tolerance is supposed to solve that problem by instead of you have the fierce angry reaction, you see someone is、um, kind of going away from what you think is right. Instead, you just kind of accept it. You say.、Yeah. You know, I accept you as you are, even if it's not 
right in my mind. Um, I just accept you. But then it actually even goes a step further and says that actually what you say is right. So that way you don't have to feel shame or wrongness. And I think that too comes from a desire to really be right, right? People want to say like, oh, well, if you make someone feel shame or you make someone feel bad, then that's hurting the other person. You know, that is, um, that person has those negative emotions. You know, people would say people commit suicide because of shame. So I don't want that person to commit suicide. I don't want that person to go around and feel depression. I want to avoid that by actually calling that person, whatever they do, call it right and say that you're fine. You know, you're doing okay. You know, what Mm -hmm. you say and what you feel is just the right thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, one part is... um, Number one is this, this actually detached, um, people who claim this kind of love actually detach opinion from fact mm. or even go further to say, actually, because nobody can really know the truth. Nobody can know the fact. So truth is just a, a feeling or even a right. Um, what truth you believe in, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of a right. Mm. And so just let anybody believe what they feel right to them. So I feel like that's one thing behind it. But then the thing is that the world God created, the, the truth and the fact, they are not just a feeling. It's a, um objective existence. Mm, so it's right. something eventually you cannot um, deny. It's mm. kind of like, and suddenly I, I think of the picture is like, um, love is tolerance is more like even when you see your kid is eating poop, you need to smile mm. and feel like, oh, that's your right. You know, that's mm. um, we're just different. Maybe you just enjoy eating poop. Mm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but then in reality, we know that that is not good for that other person. Um, yeah. Another point is that um, it's there's it's uh, there intolerance. There's this agreement that. Um, in the mind or choices, what someone does in their mind or what their choices has nothing to do with the relationship. Yeah, so I think this is also really big that uh, especially in California, actually, we, we meet uh, lots of couples. They have like a, a radically different political views or views about something major in life. And they both like, see, we can still get married and we not agree with each other and the, the not agreement um disagreement just doesn't affect the relationship at all mm. i just feel like that's really bizarre yeah yeah and it and then it does come in kind yeah, of immediately we agree yeah. with each other almost everything <laughs> many many things yeah yeah that's, true. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah and it's and just like psychologically um it's been shown that within marriages and things like that, actually the level of agreement has a lot to do with the relationship. Actually, it has a lot to do with, um, it has a lot to do with how people really get along with each other in the end and how mm-hmm. people are able to sustain that relationship. So there's but a let real me interview effect. you. Why Americans so much buy into the uh, like agreement has nothing to do with the relationship? Well, I think it's the just teachers teach that in school yeah i think it has a lot to do with um an overall kind of philosophy that's taught and that's that 
um, really that kind of like in history, a lot of these arguments and things have really caused division and war and things like that. And um, if we can just agree with each other and everyone has their, you know, whatever kind of thing you think about or whatever you do, you can kind of just um, still have a relationship, then it means that kind of the multiculturalism or those things can thrive more because you have many different opinions. You know, they would say like, you know, it's just like the, the example of like an elephant and all the blind people, they feel it. And some people feel a leg and they think it's all a leg and some people feel a trunk and they think it's a snake. But then if everyone combines their picture, actually, then you get the full picture. Like that's the idea is that if everybody takes their own perspective and then they all live together with those different perspectives. Actually, they all just put together all the little pieces of truth that they have. But that's even, that's a Chinese parable. Mm -hmm. That's even, okay. So that's, and so, um, so yeah, so we really think like actually disagreement breaks a relationship actually inside. It's just mm. people kind of um, on the surface, just like, oh, we, we, we get along all those. Um, let me see. Um, I think we cover all the point. Um, but when we talk about love is tolerance, mm. um, what do you think is God's solution for this kind of thing? So I think in it, I think tolerance aim. I think the the reality of tolerance is actually really tolerating in a way is kind of like the bearing you you tolerate something like you can even tolerate something for a time and not tolerate it anymore like the real tolerance is actually a better answer than this fake tolerance because you you really if you really take the other person's opinions and you really think about them and you consider them and according to right and wrong then you um you you may bear with something for some time but then really working out to towards the real, the whole right. So I think that's kind of what God, that's what God does is he has the end hope and then he bears, but he bears in order to see the end hope fulfilled. In you know, order he, to change you. Yeah, in order to change us to be righteous, to be Christ-like. You know, Christ is that ultimate hope picture, right? And then God bears with our sin now in order that we would be christ-like for instance like in how we deal with other people that we deal with other people in a loving way god bears with it when we're proud and boastful but god's hope is that we wouldn't be proud and boastful and god also works you know he it says you know like he's like the um, gardener and he clips at us you know to take off bits and parts that produce that pride produce that boasting mm -hmm. until actually we wouldn't have pride and we wouldn't have mm -hmm. boasting and we would have joy actually mm -hmm. from that yeah and and people all like a romans 12 too right do not be molded by the mold of this world it means like do not believe in those culturally interpretation of love justice or anything but be changed mm. see so so there is like god take you in first but then it doesn't mean like um so in, in a sense, God accepted you as, as how you are in that moment. Mm -hmm. But then God seeks, actively seeks you, seeks to change you and he expects your obedience. Mm -hmm. One day in obedience is you, you, you will keep being molded by God to be more and more 
we say to be more and more Christ-like, but actually it, it's like you more and more deny yourself and you more and more agree with God. So mm. God seeks agreement. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I know this can offend so many Western listeners' ears, but uh, we, we, have, we, we have to say this is God's love. And then once you taste it, you would feel like it's much better than the mixed with those cultural um, version of love. Mm, yeah. So I want to um, talk really quick about another kind of big form of love with the little bit of time that we have left. Um, and this is something that... The Disney love. Yeah, the Disney love. Yeah, so um, this is kind of like the Disney picture you see, you know, like the uh, Aladdin and the Princess Jasmine, that they see each other in the beginning of the film at one point, And then from then on, they are kind of hooked to each other. And they kind of will, this love will kind of see them through through all the rest of the film, and then they will be happily ever after. Mm-hmm. You know, now, this is the funny part, because in the beginning, you mentioned about Disney love. I think, oh, we don't need to cover that. How many people would uh, believe in that? You know, people know it's a cartoon, and people watch it, and then laugh about it. Oh, just, that's just a movie. But then, interestingly, especially when I was single, and I know many, um, especially ladies, when, when they are in single, um, Mm, they actually believe in that, even though when they watch the movie, they laugh. Wow, that's just a movie. And then, um, well, still, like, wow, I just feel so different about this guy. That's the destiny, you know? Like, that's something inside cry out. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that's interesting thing is you see this in American TV shows. You see this in Chinese TV shows. Mm-hmm. You see this when you Thai, talk to... Korean. Yeah, Japanese, all kinds of people. Of, uh, Um, and it's, it's something that we've kind of, they say like in America, we don't have a ton of exports, but we export entertainment and we export philosophy in a lot of ways. And Disney has been something, Disney love has been something that's really kind of gone out and kind of caught the attention of a lot of people. This idea that one day you're just going to find that person that whose chemistry is just right for you. And then Mm -hmm. it's going to be kind of easy sailing from then on about maintaining the love. Mm-hmm. It's just something, love is just something you catch. It's a feeling that mm-hmm. you have on the inside. And it's something that just will keep going and, and keep going. And because that person is the right person. And if one, if, if one day those two people break up, then it means in the beginning, that person was not your destiny. Mm-hmm. It's also tied so to, silly. yeah, it's also tied <laughs> to this picture of, I think, justification without sanctification um, in the relationship with God. And I think it stems, too, from the theology being so heavy in justification and not really talking about sanctification. Like God will rescue us from sin um, and hit from the guilt of sin. And then that's it. You know, that, that's kind of the picture of this. And then God will just maintain you. It doesn't have kind of the hard work of salvation picture. Really, we need to actively pursue God with our actions, with discipline, with keeping him in front of us. All of that is part of the Christian life, and it's got to be maintained. But then in the same way, this kind of love just says, oh, this initial thing, this initial capture, and then that's it. But real love is more than that, right? Real love, like this kind of biblical love, we can start to compare it. Like it's it bears with the other person. Like again, like I think this this phrase really kind of separates the fake love from the real love because real love 
gets kind of dirty in a way that mm-hmm. when the other person doesn't fit your picture, you still have the hope, but then you also need to bear with, you need to really continue to um, persevere. It says in that, that, you know, picture love is persevering. Love never ends. Love pushes through. It keeps bearing and, and pushing through. And so there's this picture of love as this strong thing that even when the feeling fades or even when there's arguments or even when there's this and that, even when there's disagreement on fundamental things at some point, um, that can be talked through, that can be dealt with. Mm-hmm. Those those wrongs and things can really be brought up to the surface and dealt with and wrestled with. Like that's the real picture of love. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a commitment. It's a I said you say, I am committed to this other person. You know, that's what God did. God so and we and we're ultimately trying to talk about God's characteristic. Mm-hmm. You know, God is a God of promises. You know, God made a promise to Abraham way, way, way back that he would um see show bring up many generations through him, that he would bless the whole world through him. And God has been consistent to that promise. He committed to Israel, he committed to us. In Christ, and He gave us the promise of salvation, and God will keep to His promise because He's a faithful God. Mm-hmm. In His faithfulness, He He has this guarantee of being faithful, and that's what we have to do in love. We mm-hmm. we guarantee our faithfulness to the other person. We commit ourselves, and then we're for that other person mm-hmm. to see them really be all that God has created them to be. Yeah, and it, and it's Christmas season. We think about that. Uh, even though it seems like oh, wow, God's love is so um, uh, complex and and it's such a high calling, but we think about that's why God sent His Son and He gave His life to us so we can practice out that kind of a love, and that kind of a love can be abound more and more when we participate in His great commission. Mm. We think about that when, when when we think about God's love, um, God's lo- love. Uh, I should say I like to say like love. True love always comes with an agenda mm. because this is so anti-culture yeah. that people <laughs> think you 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 why why don't you have a pure love towards me? You your love comes with an agenda. Mm. You try to disciple me or you try to uh, bring some truths to me. Well, they wouldn't say that. I mean, but you you try to get something from me, mm-hmm. but I try to get you right with God. Yeah, and um, and that's that's the best love we can we can have. And then in this Christmas season, let's meditate about God's love mm-hmm. to think about. Even the whole world of people don't understand you, but if your love more and more align with God's love, mm-hmm. then God understand you. That's the greatest gift. Yeah. And the picture of this picture of this is the way God is, too, can really encourage us, too, because God is committed in his love to us. God is and he's committed to see us be right. He's so when we think about, oh, it's so hard to really live out the Christian life. What we need to remember is this loving God is behind us. This loving God in every way, like you say, like, oh, evangelism is so hard. Well, remember, there's a loving God that wants you to be the sort of person that really shares their faith, to be the sort of person that loves other people well, that has that depth, that deep kind of well of lovingness. Like God wants that in you. And he is aiming to produce that. And he, he that, that picture of love 
bears all things, hopes all things, endures all things. That's the picture of God. You know, that's what it's talking about is God endures all things. God bears all things. God, you know, will will work through with you in every detail to see righteousness fulfilled in you. I think it's so important we remember God is this kind of loving. He's not the Disney love that, oh, as long as he feels loving to you, if you do something bad enough, then God wouldn't be committed to you anymore. No, God knows we sin and he's, he, he's not surprised by it. Although we need to repent and we need to continue on towards righteousness, God is not like in Disney love with us where it's so easy to just to break off if the, the, you know, the fake hope is broken. And God is not tolerant towards us where he just ignores our wrong, but mm-hmm. he sees it and he calls it out and he wants us to be right. Mm-hmm. And God is truly loving in that he sticks with us through even our wrong to see us be right. Mm-hmm. Isn't that this kind of love much better? Yeah. Okay. So um, if you, we hope you liked today's episode and we hope that you learned something and that this will help you to grow. And thank you for praying for us to um, establish establish this uh, ministry bit by bit. And also, uh, I, we know th- some of you pray for our uh, pray for us building the new website. So thank you for your support. And just tune up and uh, subscribe us. Yeah. Thank you.